Hello everyone, this week's Parashas, Parashas Re'e. And the Parashas begins with the Pasuk, Re'e, Anoichi, Noisen, Lefneichem, Hayayim, Bracho, Klalo. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Klal Yisrael, see that today I'm giving you two choices. I'm putting in front of you Bracha or Klalo. As a Bracha, the Bracha is, Ashatishmu, Amitzaz Hashem, Aleikeichem. And the Klalo is, if you don't listen to Hashem. And all the Mepharshim, they're bothered by a lot of things in this Pasuk. First of all, the Pasuk begins with the word Re'e, see. Now, he's not really giving them any kind of visual props here. He's telling them. So say, Shmu, listen, hear. What's Re'e? Second of all, the Pasuk begins, Re'e is a language of singular, you, see, not Re'u, plural, see. And then it says, Noisein Lifnechem, plural. So is he talking to a, one, a single person or talking to a group? The Pasuk says, Brachu Uklala, blessing or curse. Says it's important what happened to the middle option. There's bracha if you do mitzvahs. If you do have virus, you get klala. What if you don't do anything? You're just a good, simple guy and you just kind of mind your own business. What about that guy? What's well, bracha or klala? And the Archaim Kalash says, the next Pasuk says, S ha What's S? S is always adding something. What are you adding here? Bracha is if you listen, klala if you don't. What's S ha So let's go one by one and try to understand this Pasuk. Says the the Vodagoyin and others, Re'e, it's a language of, it's a higher level. To be Shemei as you hear something. In Mars, it's seeing, you can't compare listening to hearing something to seeing something. That's the popularity of Zoom. When you see something, it's different, it's real by you. Re'ea is always a higher level. It's when something becomes vivid, it's clear, it's present, you see it. Re'e, says Maishu Rabbeinu. It's not enough. You can't just listen. You have to see this. What I'm about to tell you now, says Maishu Rabbeinu, is so important. A person has to take the time to see it, to live it, to experience it for real. That's step one. Step two, Re'e, singular. Says the Alta from Kelam, a lot of people, you know, it's very important. A person picks a good crowd. He picks a good group. He wants to get influenced by the proper people around him, and it's true. He should do that. But there's a risk in that. The risk is that sometimes you tend to do things just because everyone else is doing it. From from habit. There has to be a re'e, you. Each person here has to take a cry, take responsibility to take a personal step forward and be re'e, to see it for real. They have to make their own effort to live something in a real sense. They can't just rely on the fact that they're amongst a good crowd. There has to be a personal effort involved to live it for real. What are we living? Es habracha ves Says the Soporno, there's no middle ground. A Jew has to recognize that in life there's two directions, up and down. A Jew has no level of just being simple and staying put. A Jew is alive, he has an ashama, and his ashama and his guf are in a constant battle. He either goes up or he goes down. There's no static. There's nothing that stays as it is. A Jew goes one of two directions. Says the Vilna either you go up, or you at the Yerid Matta Matta, you go down. That's how Jews created. Es Habaracha, says our Chaim Kaddish. What's the blessing here? Like Rashi says, of course the blessing is going to be if you keep the mitzvahs, you get a blessing. If you, keep, if you do the various, you get the curses. But there's Es. Es means there's something else. That's one bracha. But there's the actual bracha of Asher Tishmu Mitzvah Hashem Lekechem. There's the bracha of listening to Hashem's mitzvahs. Living a life of mitzvahs is bracha. 
living a life of, of, of Averis is Klala. Not just the result that you're going to get in Elam Haba or in this world. The actual process of living a life of mitzvahs is bracha in itself. The actual experience of, of, of living a life of Averis is Klala. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Klai Yisrael, you have an obligation. Every single individual in the Klai Yisrael, no matter where they are, where they're living, has an obligation to be roya, to see, to make it real by themselves, to live with this reality, to live with this fact that there's only two options in life. I can either live a life of growth, a life of connection to Hashem, of bracha, of asher tishm, of listening to Hashem's mitzvahs. If I'm not doing that, then I'm headed towards a life of klala, a life of not listening to Hashem, distancing from Hashem. And it has to be real by them. When you walk into the grocery store and, you know, the cashier rings up your bag of frozen broccoli and it shows up at $9.99 and she thinks it's a mistake because how could broccoli be so expensive? Or when you get your tuition bill, $14,000 a pop for a kid, you have to stop and tell yourself, this is bracha. This is a life of connection to Hashem. This is a life of meaning. It's a life of doing something good. And everything else, the life that's going on outside that other people are doing, of chasing desire, trying to make themselves happy constantly and constantly running to the next thing, that is klala. And it has to be real by us. And Maishri is telling us it's a process. It's a mitzvah say to live with this reality and to make it real by you, the and re'eh, to see it up for real. The parasha continues and tells Klai how we're going to come there's an obligation to destroy all the place of, places where there, was a, where there was a Vayda Zara. And Terry says, Abed Ta'abdun. You should destroy, you shall destroy. A double language. Sarashi comments, Rashi says, what does it mean, Abed Ta'abdun? Sarashi so teaches us that Abed, V'acherkach Ta'abdun, destroy, the actual Vayda Zara. V'acherkach, and after that, Ta'abdun, go back and destroy. Says Rashi, Mikan, Someone who's come to destroy He has to go back and uproot it completely. He has to go and find the roots, find the core reasons why this Avaidazara came about and destroy that as well. The Bali must just say this is the same thing every time we work on anything negative. If we have a bad meter, we're trying to work on a positive thing. We have to go to the root. You have to be Misharish Acharel. You have to find what's the reason for the problem in the first place. Classic example a person's working on tefillah. Right? We all have a hard time with davening. Now, of course, there's a lot of reasons why we have a problem for davening. One of the basic reasons is our amuna. We don't see davening as really powerful. We don't, we don't, we don't have a strong enough amuna that if I daven down here and I say these words, things will change. I heard from Rabar Hirschfeld of Cleveland. He said, you know, imagine you're sitting in shul and there's Atzala guy next to you. And here on his radio is a guy having a cardiac arrest down the block. And you're like, that's all the guy's just sitting there. He's on his phone. He's playing Candy Crush or something. And you're like, dude, someone's dying. Go save him. He's like, okay, okay I'll, I'll go soon. Right? You look at him like he's a, he's, he's a murderer. You have the ability to go save somebody. And you're just spacing out and playing Candy Crush. He says, how are we any different? We have a chance to say the brach of Rufa'inu in the Brach Hashem Esrei. Do we have any idea how many people will save, how many ill people will get better if we just had Kavana during that Bracha? And instead we space out. But we don't believe properly. That's the problem. If we truly believed that when I say the Bracha Rufa'inu, that sick person who I know is going to get better, of course we would say it. 
Rashi's teaching us we have to work on that. We have to sit down and make it real by ourselves that when we say Rafa'inu, it makes a difference. And then Mr. Shem will be Zaycha to actually fix the actual problem that goes on. In the Sefer Chavetz Chaim al they bring that someone wants to have a conversation with the Chavetz Chaim, and he mentioned that there's a minig that people had that during the month of El, that certain people would leave their house, they would go to yeshiva somewhere, regular working people, and they would go and learn in yeshiva for a couple of weeks or a month, try to be mechazik themselves, try to, you know, strengthen themselves. In fact, I have a friend of mine who told me his father used to do it just 20, 30 years ago. I mean, I think his mother gets a lot more credit for being stuck at home with all the kids for the month. But he would go to Eretz Yisrael and learn yeshiva for the month of El. And this person was complaining to the Chavetz Chaim. He says, like, what's the point? Look, you know, if you're a working guy, you're a working guy. Why are you, like, who are you fooling by going for three or four weeks to be, act like a yeshiva guy? What's the point? You are who you are. Chavetz Chaim said, look at this expression. You'll see you're wrong. The parasha tells us, the midst of Aser to Aser, a person has to take off Miser. So Rashi explains that this Miser that's going on here is not Miser Rishon, the stuff you give to Levi. He's talking about Miser Shani. And the reason for the midst of Miser Shani, which is a person takes off another tenth after he takes off the first Miser, takes off another tenth, he takes all his food that he takes off, and he brings it to, her, he brings it to Yerushalayim. And a person is obligated to eat that portion of his assets in Yerushalayim. And the idea, says Tesis, is that by living in Yerushalayim and by staying there for a couple of weeks till he finishes all that miser, a person gets, he gets charged up, he gets inspired. And it's a Pesach. The Pesach says, Lamantilmad lira Hashem The Pesach says the reason for this midst of Maishar Shani is that a person should learn to fear Hashem kol hayam. Says Chavetz Chaim. You see, it's not true. You're right. Inspiration comes in flashes. Inspiration a person can only do it for a couple weeks at a time, but it's not a fake. When a guy goes somewhere and he listens to a shir and he gets inspired and he decides he's going to change, or if a guy goes to even learn somewhere for a week or two, even a yarachikala, well, the point is those moments, those inspirations, they change your whole year. They change your whole cycle. The Pink is to give a muscle. He said, say a guy walking in the forest and, and he, he, he lost the path. He doesn't know where he's going. It's pitch black. He gets a flash of lightning he helps, he gets to see for a second, he can orient himself, okay, there's the road, I have to go this direction. We can't put down these momentary, in moments of inspiration, or these things that, yeah, they're short-lived, but they change everything else about us. These are things that give us the ability to keep going in the right direction and keep growing. So I want to end off with one last vart. The Pazik tells us, Tara gives us a mitzvah that a firstborn animal that a person has, he has to give it to Hashem. You can't work with it, you give it to a kain. The pastor continues, You should go eat it in front of Hashem in Yerushalayim, you and your family. And Rashi on the spot right away comments that, look in the Gemara, it's not true. A person has a Bechar, his first animal, he gives it to kain. It's, the kain eats it. Person doesn't eat it. So what does the pasuk mean? The pasuk says, "Lefnei So Rashi says it means that the kain is obligated to eat it in Yerushalayim. Okay, but the pasuk on pasuk is still hard. Why would the Torah say, "Lefnei Hashem Shana You and your family should say, "Hakain." What does the Torah tell you? You should eat it in front of Hashem. So I saw our Moshe Feinstein in Drash Moshe. He says a beautiful shot. He says, "Torah is telling you a fact. If you give your proper." Carbonus, you give your 
manes kahuna. You give your bechor to the kain. There's a guarantee. If you do that, you and your family are going to be eating it in Yerushalayim. Because of this carbon, you are going to be zeichet to brachas, you're going to be zeichet to gashmis, to shefa, you're going to be zeichet to all the things you need, and you're going to end up eating in front of Hashem in Yerushalayim as well. The Torah is telling us that through the mitzvah of giving a bachar, through the mitzvah of giving this matana to the kain, your family is going to be the one that's going to be end up eating in your shalim with all the brachas that you have. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos.